0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Back of the Grid. My name's Chris, and I'm joined by Stu. Hello. And by Tom. Hello. How is everyone?
1: Great. The weather's so nice. A Bit so warm, good. isn't it? <laughs> it's a bit warm. Maybe a bit too warm, actually, today.
0: Bit warm under like... recording a podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah. In London, it's like 29 degrees Celsius today for our American listeners. Don't know what that um, translates to in Fahrenheit. More than 20. Yeah, a lot, lot. Yeah, bigger number.
0: Twenty <laughs> bigger numbers.
1: Like hundred yeah. degrees. I think no, fifty mm. degrees Celsius is like hundred degrees. These no, could be
2: around ninety something, low nineties. Yeah,
0: crazy hot for London. Very hot for London. Hot for London. Yeah. Um, hmm. It's been. I want to be bare naked ladies then. Um, it's been. <laughs> I... <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's been a week since we <laughs> podcasted to you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, it's been a quiet week, I think it's fair to say, not much on the news front, um, but we're going to take the opportunity to uh, talk about W Series a little bit, because I know it's probably going to be quite new to a lot of um, F1 viewers, and we've had a few people kind of ask us about it ahead of its first race, which is in a couple of weeks' time, supporting the Austrian, uh, the first Austrian Grand Prix. Um, yeah. So we'll do a couple of newsy bits first, and then we'll get on to that. Uh, first, the, the, so, I guess the biggest piece of news in the last week is that Williams team principal, Simon Roberts, is leaving the team with immediate effect. Um, mm. His duty is going to be taken on by CEO Just Capito, who was uh, to the team by Doralton Capital. It's um, it's about 100 days ago. So he, he said at the start of his time there, he was going to sort of spend his first 100 days assessing things. Um, and this is kind of a restructure he's doing as part of that. Um, so he's taking on the sort of more managerial side of things. And then the track side duties are going to be taken on by the spectacularly named technical director, Francois Xavier de Maison, who Ooh. apparently mm-hmm. is just known as FX in the team.
3: <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> which That's is a awesome.
0: strong it name. It really is. Wow. That's uh, <laughs> good. So FX is taking charge of all the technical aspects, basically both at the track and sort of within the factory. Um I'd, I was quite surprised actually. Simon Roberts seemed to be doing a pretty solid job. He was kind of thrown in a little bit at the deep end when the Williams family stepped out and he was kind of handed that role out of the blue. But I mean I thought he seemed to be doing a pretty decent job there.
2: Yeah. Well yeah, I mean things are definitely not gotten any worse. I'm, I suppose it mm. got a little bit better to a degree, actually.
1: They have, but oh. also Haas have just basically brought the same car as last year. So yeah, that's true. Kind yeah, of that's like true. W- when when you're second from last on the grid, and the only real competition isn't really doing anything with their car, then you're basically still last on the grid, aren't you? Yeah. Mm. So last on this the, year's Although, grid. like, yeah, this year's. So <laughs> while the results haven't been terrible, and while you know there's been some really good perform- uh, qualifying performances from Norris. There's definitely still a long, long, long way to go in that team. There's no doubt about that.
0: So you always say Norris and Russell are the wrong way around. Oh, God. <laughs> for goodness sakes. Russell has
1: had some great performances in qualifying in that car. Thank you for pointing that out. Because the internet would have just like strung me up, come around my house, kneecapped me I was, and destroyed things me. I
0: was like in the middle of reading something and I just heard Norris. and was like, wait a minute. I
1: don't know why I do it. I don't know why I do it anyway. Anyway, um, the point I'm making is, yes, the performances. There has been an uptick in performance, but not enough of an uptick, I think, to warrant sort of any form of celebration. I think there's still a long way to go. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Um, it's it's interesting because Austin McLaren sort of did quite a big restructuring in the management side of things. This sounds like they're kind of going not completely the opposite direction, but McLaren seemed to have gone for a sort of have more people in kind of more specialized roles, whereas this seems to be, like, closing things up and only having, like, a couple of people overseeing stuff. Um, From what I've Mm. read, like, how much truth is this? I don't know, but from what I've read, people seem to think that one of the big things that came out of this initial um, sort of, I guess, investigation that he's been doing is that the track and factory teams seemed quite separate and didn't really mix all that much and that it was kind of a a, a bit of a feeling... Yeah, and a bit of a feeling of like, when things go well, let's celebrate the guys at the track who did a good job. When things don't go bad, let's blame the guys at the factory who built the car kind of thing. So I think Elboy mm. FX kind of overseeing the technical side as a whole and sort of bringing the two sides together is maybe what he's going for there. That's yeah. a, obviously a very, I and mean, it's just such an obvious one, isn't it? Yeah, it completely is. So it, you can't you, have a, a, a team
1: with a big fracture down the middle no, of it. No, It's like, that's not how teams work, is oh. it?
2: I wonder how much of that comes from Paddy's time there, Paddy Lowe's time there, because that was his role previously, wasn't it?
0: Yes, it was.
2: So I wonder if the fractures like from his time there or from his departure has kind of caused this void between the two, because he was the one that would have bridged the gap, potentially. Because they
0: never really brought someone into directly replacing, did they? They kind of restructured with what they had at that time, if I remember Mm -hmm. rightly. Yeah.
2: I mean, I mean, I'm mean interested to see how it goes because Capito is like coming in a bit like Andreas Seidel at McLaren, like kind knows feels that way, knows yeah. cars and motorsport, but doesn't have a background in F1. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Simon Roberts did have a background in F1, so maybe they're seeing some, maybe like from an investment point of view, as in the hedge funds and everything that are behind it now, that they're maybe seeing something. That they like at McLaren and the way that McLaren's been running, bringing people from outside to yeah. have a less Formula One focused perspective on running it as a business.
1: Well, right now, what's not to like? They're like yeah. they're on the upward tick, aren't they? They're definitely yeah, exactly. sort of they've progressed more than probably any of other Formula One team over the last yeah. sort of three years since uh, where when did um, Zach come in? Is that about three years ago? Maybe Ooh, a bit more than that, three or Focus. four, or five. Now. Yeah, well, Hunder, however, it was Zach, wasn't it? Yeah, however long Hunder. it's been in, they've definitely and, and also um, Andreas Seidel as well. They brought Andreas Seidel and that's when things really took the correct yeah. turn. Was was Andreas yeah. Seidel showing up? But um, definitely, McLaren have been to see. Although they they dropped quite badly, they've now risen from sort of the ashes of their really, really, really struggling years when um, yeah, Alon- so. Alonso was over there and um yeah now they're moving forward quite nicely so there's definitely something to learn from that team if you're a team like williams which have been just nowhere for so long now something's got to change something has got to move forward and maybe this
0: is the thing that's gonna that's gonna yeah to hopefully happen. with this kind of new structure they can have a bit of stability and sort of build on that which i think is what they need so I think yeah. money as well.
1: Money still, money will help must, a lot. Money, well, yeah. money, the money from the investment firm will hopefully if they if they've got the sort of capital that they need to run a Formula One team. If they're not just playing and if they're serious, then obviously this team's going to need huge, huge, huge investment in order to move forward. So, yeah, a big part of it isn't just about getting the right people. It's about putting your hand in your pocket and giving them the resources they need to move forward.
2: Yeah, because the the thing to bear in mind on that front as well is just the fact that. Like, even though we're we're about to see spending caps, teams like Williams not aren't even spending right? up to the spending yeah. cap yeah. at the moment. So there's still so much room to hit that for a team like Williams. Yeah. Which is, like you say, exactly where that sort of backing from sponsors and, and then them bringing sponsorship in and yeah. bringing money into the team can have some benefit I, and some impact. I,
1: I kind of wonder, I don't know, like, I'm not fully up to speed on how the spending cap works, but like, does that have an effect on how much they can invest in the team in terms of like div- in terms of resources so like things like wind tunnel and um, CFD all that sort of
0: stuff it does like yearly spend on the team the, the the money that can spend on those resources comes under the budget cap but then the wind tunnel and CFD is also going to be limited based I remember that like sliding scale thing yeah. so yeah. the team that does best gets the least time so that's taken into account with that as well but yeah mm. the money does come into the wind tunnel time and stuff as well Okay, yeah. Um, interesting. What Simon Roberts ends up doing next, as well. Um, I mean, he's been around in F one for years. He was at McLaren for a good many years, so I think he'll be a desirable guy to get in to well any motorsport team, really. Um, so definitely yeah. keep an eye on where he ends up. Yeah. Uh, next, I mean, we've talked about this. Light. It's not really news, but it's uh, we'll, we'll check in with it. Um, Bottas, <laughs> has ma- Bottas has made a point in sort of the post. Azerbaijan interviews and stuff, to say he expects to be starting contract talks within the next month. Uh, George Russell has simultaneously said he is very keen to get his future sorted before the summer break rather than have to wait until Ooh. the end of the year again. Posturing. They're posturing, aren't they? Like, a, like, like
1: a pair of peacocks. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Circling um, Toto Wolf with their, <laughs> with their tails out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean...
0: I can't help feeling like this is Bottas saying, if I'm not going to be in this team next year, I'd like to know with enough time to go and find myself another seat elsewhere. Cause <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. going to be limited options <laughs> next year. Um,
1: okay, so I guess like the 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 rub here, I guess the question to put us, all the three of us on the spot now, who's getting that Mercedes? Right now, two words. Who's getting the uh, two-word answer from you, please? Who's getting the seat? Who's getting the second Mercedes seat next year?
2: A two-word answer? Was, yeah, I'm first name were... and a surname. Uh-huh, okay. I was going to say a two-word answer could have been, who knows? You, n-
1: you know what Formula One fans are like? If I said <laughs> one-word answer and you said George Russell, we
0: would have just got slated. <laughs> so. It's not, preci- not precise enough. Uh, George Russell is the answer. Uh, Tom? Russell, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I think George
1: Russell as well. I hope George Russell. Um,
0: yeah, I mean... I was, my heart was... and my
1: head say George Russell.
0: Yeah, I mean, Bottas has definitely had a bit of bad luck this year, but like, even if you give him back the second place he lost in Monaco, he'd still be behind Perez. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you know, it's, it's still in the season, but right now he's not doing enough. Um, as for where he'll end up, that's a, another very difficult question. Maybe back at Williams where he started. Mm. Um, of course, Toto Wilf will say, oh, it's a long season, let's see where we all are by Hungary. Yeah, or, or, I mean, like Belgium. Maybe. Toto said he doesn't want to have it drag on till January again, but he's not any more than that. Yeah, um, I f- I kind
1: of feel for Bottas because I think they've not got a great car this year, Mercedes. Oh, well, they have got a great car, but they haven't got the best car this year, Mercedes. And I feel like it's Bottas who's struggling more with the inadequacies of the car definitely maybe what hamilton is and yeah. it, it, it would be interesting to see what george russell would do in that car whether he whether he would suffer more than bottas or whether he would yeah think. there's a big yeah. unknown in this vehicle at the at the moment in this formula one car about how how good it really is because uh, you know there's been some races where it's been untouchable there's been other races where they've been really really close and there's been other races where they've been way far back. That sounded rubbish. <laughs> um,
0: where they've been trailing quite a long way behind mm. well, Red Bull. It's like we, we said about Red Bull, thing for the last few years. Like, is that car actually a bit naff and Verstappen is just dragging it round because of mm. his ability? And is the Mercedes this year actually not that good and Hamilton is just able to extract the max yeah. and drive around the problems? It's, I think they've yeah. seem Right now, it feels like. I mean, you know, on, on this day, it
1: feels like Mercedes and Red Bull have does a swapped bit, places it? in that regard a little mm. bit. But yeah. who knows what... You know, it's so unpredictable this year. You just don't know what you're going to get race to race. You don't You've... know who's going to have the performance. And the weather conditions as well are going to be a factor this weekend.
0: So, yeah, who knows? I feel like it's going to flop, like flip-flop all year. Like Yeah, yeah. which is what you want. It's exactly what you want, yeah. Uh, and then last sort of bit of news in the last week is that McLaren have announced they're joining Extreme E next season. Uh, they're going to be entering for the second year of that uh, new series. Uh, they're the first F1 team that's committed to joining Extreme E. Uh, although it's already got a team owned by Lewis Hamilton, and another team owned by Nico Rosberg, Jensen Button, uh, Andretti, and are in the series as well. Uh, it sort of came a bit out of the blue because there's been rumours for ages about McLaren joining um, Will Endurance Championship or Formula E, um, and obviously they already do F1 and IndyCar. But Zach Brown basically said that those two things are still very much on their radar, but Extreme E is quite a limited amount of spaces on that grid for next year, so they just wanted to get in while the opportunity was there, basically, um, which makes sense. Um, weirdly, Zach Brown's already. In fact, he's been to. I think he was at the first Extreme E race. He's actually already came yeah, to because it was, was around. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. um, one of them, United Autosports, which is his team, um, co-run the Andretti entry. Um but he said that he's uh what what did he say? He described himself as a silent partner within that team and that McLaren are very much gonna be <laughs> his uh focus and he's not gonna have a conflict oh, no. of interest. Which is a bit sounds weird. like the name of his first hit single. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually got a band, uh Zach Brown. <laughs> no. Yeah. Has he actually? I thought you were pulling my leg. Really? No, genuinely. And they have like a really naff name. I'm gonna find it. Are now. they silent on Spotify?
2: Partner? If they're on Spotify, I'm playing some Zach Brown band that is, is tonight. listening,
0: Zach Brown band. They are literally called Zach Brown band. Oh my
1: god, <laughs> <laughs> awesome! That's amazing. The comeback tour, no way. This is Come not real. Tour, eh? This is not real. It is. This
2: is not real. Oh no, that means that at Silverstone they'll oh, probably, they'll probably get him. In you with can, like Eddie join. Jordan and everyone that they, they Eddie Jordan, Damon Hill, and no, the this is not
1: really Zach Brown. It is really Zach Brown. And if you look no, at it, his... look at the size of the crowd. That if you... can't be, it's it just is. It is Zach it's Brown. not,
0: it's a different, but it's a different ga- That's not Zach Brown, it's Zach Brown. Don't tell you. Um, no, this is daft, this is silly. This is not actually Zach. <laughs> You you are pulling my leg. Whether there might, There very old well might be more than one Zach Brown band, but he definitely does have. He definitely plays music in a band. I can tell you. You that can much. join.
1: You can join the Zamily, <laughs> which is the fan family of Zach Brown fans. The Zamily, it's called the Zamily. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's that's naff. That's
1: yeah. Okay. Anyway,
0: anyway, let's talk about Formula One. Um... <laughs> it's a quiet week this week. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> uh obviously no word yet on who's going to drive for them but like mclaren have sort of in recent years been fairly open to like having their drivers do different things like alonso obviously did the indy 500 a couple of times um Pedro awards getting an f1 test later this year as like a reward for getting his first indy car win so maybe we'll see um one of the f1 guys get a, a round or two in that which might be quite cool I can see Stu just Hopefully. feverishly googling Zach Brown. Right now. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I
2: don't think <laughs> Zach Brown Band is Zach Brown, just for the record, because i no, it's, it's a different. I'm Zach pretty sure Brown. that's a different Zach is, Brown, different just zone. due to the fact that they have like Grammys and uh, yeah, big stuff. spears,
0: huge crowds. <laughs> that's a
2: shame. <laughs> different Zach
0: Brown there. He's in Zach Brown Band too.
2: Do you know what I find interesting about the? Uh, extreme e thing though is that i sort of expected them to take up the formula e thing first yeah and the, i'm wondering how much of it is like, i mean i don't think it would but i'm just wondering how much of it has anything to do with like they're the the battery provider for the formula e maybe yeah. like the other, the other teams have some objection to them that needs sorting or something i
0: don't actually think oh are, are they now still
2: yeah, well, for this for this season, I don't know what'll happen when they go to the Gen three car. Um, but for the for the Gen two car they're in at the minute with Formula E, it's McLaren batteries. So they're still using them this this season because they cancelled. They were supposed to they were supposed to facelift lift the Gen two car, weren't they? And change yeah. it. And that that was using McLaren batteries, and they decided to just cancel it all because of COVID. And Wait and do ju- just do a Gen three.
0: Well, they have so, they have like a provisional contract with Formula E to join in mm, uh, Gen three, which is starts next season. So I guess as, so, but basically that reserves them a spot on the grid if they want it. So I guess as part of that, they would give up the battery supplies. That's,
2: that's my misunderstanding then, because I thought their provisional thing was to start this season. No, I think, they,
0: I think they I think started a year or two ago actually. They've been mm. doing it for a couple of years. Now, oh no, sorry, least.
2: I mean to actually join as a team as right, of this. Right, season. Right. Mean.
0: Yeah, no, I'll just double yeah. check it's twenty twenty two is the first, is the provisional thing they have.
2: That would make sense mm. then.
0: Um but yeah, like it's it's cool to see Xtreme E growing and McLaren um so it is a big name to have going into it. Yeah, huge name. Um it's exciting. I'm quite excited to see Orange Xtreme car as well. Yeah, that, go for, that, look look cool. that,
1: that looked pretty rad.
0: I and mean, those cars yeah. look cool in pretty much any colour, don't they? Yeah. They're awesome. Some
1: of the liveries look re- they all look it's surprising how different each car looks because yeah. of its livery, like the way they're designing in sort of Yeah. Differences in that that differences in delivery that make the cars look like different a different shape almost yeah. in some cases. It's interesting. So isn't it? It's really cool, yeah.
0: Um and that's about it news-wise. it's been a it's been a quiet week. Um, so let's let's talk W series for a bit. But, you know, it's been a quiet week when Formula One post a
1: hand gesture compu- compilation. <laughs> and, um, the don't video really content give it this any week. of it any context. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> here's the content none of you asked for. People <laughs> doing hand it anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yes, yeah, so the W series. It was originally start, supposed to be starting at the French Grand Prix, but with all the calendar changes, it's now going to be the Austrian race in a couple of weeks' time. They're going to do both rounds of the double header. Um, so I guess for like people who are new to it, that's probably a good place to start. Um, it's obviously an all-female single-seater series about to start second season. They're um, basically F3 cars they use. It's the same F3 yeah. cars made by uh, Tartus that they use in like... F- Formula 3 used Dallara ones, but it's like the F3 regional series that use these same ones. So like F3 Asia, F3 Europe that Kind yeah, of stuff, it it's like you It's basically
1: from formula Renault sort of
0: level, then isn't it? Uh, I think isn't they're it? probably a step that they're, they're probably like in between formula Renault and proper Formula Three. I think it's kind okay. of a, a stepping yeah. stone. I think
2: they, they, I think they, I'd say they're probably definitely closer to the sort of this global F3 series right. than they are formula Renault. I would okay. say. actually, I
0: think we'll be able to. Are F3 running in Austria as well? No, they're yes. doing. No, I, that think alternating, that alter-
1: right. I think I think I think F three and F three and F two are alternating.
0: Yeah, I don't know if W series are alternating with more doing some of the same round, but. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, The interesting thing with W Series is that the cars themselves are owned and run by W Series. So there's not teams within it. Um, Basically, each race, the drivers get randomly assigned a car and the sort of mechanics and team personnel that come with it to kind of try and even things out throughout the season, which is an interesting approach. That is interesting. That, I
2: think that's one of the bits that sort of interested me more about it, the fact that because all that stuff's kind of rotated, there's n- there's like no one person getting a benefit from having a really good yeah. engineer or anything like that. Yeah.
1: And the other thing is, like, as well, like, it's... Obviously, like, it through a season as a racing driver through a season, they would develop a bond with their team Mm -hmm. and they would sort of become friends and build relationships. Whereas with this, that kind of isn't there. And it almost means that everyone's got to be on their best behavior 100% of the time because you don't want to go into a team and then get assigned, have a terrible time and then get assigned them again and be like, oh
0: God, not these guys. Or the team be, oh God, not this driver. Yeah, exactly. and it's it's kind of almost in a weird way a test of like a driver's ability to communicate as well because well not oh, just yeah. communicate but ad- adapt as well yeah, yeah. completely because obviously once you get to know like your race engineer you'll learn to talk to them and express things but when you've got a different one every race you need to make mm-hmm. sure you really communicate and stuff I can imagine
1: yeah. like coming to the end of a Formula uh, sorry a W Series season and being a much more rounded. Better driver as mm-hmm. a result because of that, like it must really, really, really make them have to really learn to communicate really effectively yeah. with their team. So, we're gonna have is... like literally 20 Fernando Alonso female Fernando Alonso's going around um, <laughs> <laughs> at mm. the end of the year. Uh,
2: to, to answer your earlier question, by the way, Chris, one of the weekends we'll see both uh, FIA Formula 3 and W Series.
0: Okay, so I'd be interested to compare how close they are because. Mm. They are yeah, both on the lap times. banner, but different cars. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other interesting thing about W Series is that it's free to enter for the drivers. Uh, they don't have to pay anything, bring any sponsorship. There's They basically have a selection process, so drivers could apply for it, and they went through like test days and, and stuff to select the drivers that would be in it. Um, so all the money comes from the series themselves, basically. So it's, it, the drivers okay. are purely there on talent, basically. There's no. That's awesome. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, there's a million and a half dollars prize fund. Uh, the champion gets half a mil and then the rest gets like divided where's, up. Where's all this money coming from? Like,
1: How are they able to afford to
0: own I, all the cars? I think it's just through investment and sponsorship essentially. But wow. the series themselves have taken on all that responsibility rather than forcing the drivers to have to do it themselves, which is yeah. brilliant.
1: That's really interesting.
0: I w- I'm interested to see how this is going to like, pan out over the next few years if it's a sustainable business model yeah because obviously this is only this This should have been the third year but last year's season got cancelled so this is only the second time they've done it um yeah. yeah it's seen sort of the long-term um way go i mean the fact that they're on the f1 calendar in their second season is huge that's like so rad yeah, yeah, it's yeah absolutely so cool. huge um, i think it's a
2: testament to that first season though in 2019 because it was it was a good season of racing, really in my good. opinion. Like, yeah. I unfortunately didn't manage to catch every single race that they had, but I caught the majority, and every single one was entertaining for for one reason or another. Like there was there was always on track action. I mean, I think it it says something for series that are a bit more spec, like Formula Two, Formula Three, W Series, and so on, because it's it's a little bit easier to get that wheel to wheel racing because the cars are obviously going into the garage they're exactly the same aren't they so it's you set up in your driver that are essentially making yeah the big difference um so and i think that that comes back to as well like you you'll be able to from just stuff like w series with them moving the the crews around you'll be able to pick out like drivers that can they've got an eye for setup instead Mm -hmm. of just being fast like it's all it's all well and good being fast but having to rely on your team to help you get the setup right to be fast but the drivers that will potentially shine more are drivers that are not only fast but can pinpoint where they're losing time in terms of a setup point of view like yeah know that they want more front end on the car or something like that because yeah. they can sense that they're losing time that's i think that's that's like the true package of a race yeah, you yeah. Like, well, you're
1: gonna find the you're gonna find the people who've got the the feel aren't you for the setup. yeah,
2: I mean, the, for, for me, there was not really any surprise that Jamie Chadwick won the whole thing, the whole season. Yeah, she last won the whole year. thing. Like, yeah, she won the whole thing.
0: Um, I was going to say, like, although there, were, I think it was, there were five different winners across the six races, but there were definitely a few names that were always in the kind of top mix, and obviously, yeah. she was, um, MZ Hawk, you know, I mean, Hawkey
2: was there or thereabouts, wasn't she, for she, a while? I she think. was.
0: She was fairly high up, I think, yeah. She had a couple of retirements, I remember, right? Oh, but.
2: no, no, no. Uh, no, I'm thinking Alice
0: Powell. Alice Powell. Powell, yeah. Powell. She won the last race, actually, of the season. Yeah. But I, I think yeah. you can say that about uh, you know a lot
1: of racing series, that you're going to get... The,
0: the,
1: yeah. The, the drivers who really shine are always going to be there or thereabouts. I think. Yeah. yeah, completely. Um, and it's not you know that's not to take away from what W Series are doing. I think it's a really interesting format and a really, really cool way of doing it. But I think the net result will be the same, is that the very best drivers will shine, I think yeah. th- there's obviously a difference in formula 2 because like formula 2 not necessarily the best drivers get the get the pro- progress up into formula 1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. So well ob- I think when, once you get to that level it's kind of like it is
0: it does become a lot more about money and a lot less about talent. Well, we were talking, me and you were saying at the weekend, Stu, kind of how we, oh, we were talking about karting, weren't we? And we were saying how, you know, there's a lot of spec series that are on paper, it's a spec series, but in reality, it's absolutely not. And like yeah. I, was, I was telling Stu, I was reading something the other day about it. And uh, this story of even down to like junior karting, which obviously, you know, karting is very much a spec series, but even down to the junior level, you had stories of like rich parents would go out and buy like, 10 motors pay for them all to be put on a dyno to find out which of the on paper identical motors was actually the best one and like put that on it yeah. kids car and like you know you can always find ways to throw money at it but mm. w series is probably the most spec series i've ever heard of like there's there's nothing that a driver can bring to it other than themselves really to yeah that's to gain any like- progress which is, yeah it's great It's awesome. I I much prefer this route for motorsport. I
1: feel like it's more open, inclusive, despite being only for women, I think it is a much more inclusive, open way of going motor racing than what the traditional methods have been. Like you you mentioned, the sort of buying the multiple engines. On a side note to that, um, Jensen Button, his dad, turned out to be, just by accident, a really good engine tuner for go-karts. Oh, really? (laughs) So, um, And he ended up selling kart engines to loads of uh, but Jensen Button's competitors. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and then continued to sell them after, and he, he was quite a successful cart engine ah. tuner, it turned out.
0: In the end, it's in his biography. You should read it. It's good. I actually have that, I think, on a shelf, and I've not started reading it yet. It's, very, to to good. it's very, One- very good. It's very, very good.
2: One of Stu's many book recommendations. Yeah, just
0: a little, little uh, book. It <laughs> makes, this it makes me sound it's, like, it's, like I'm a real bookworm, and I'm really
1: not. I, I should read far, far Stu's more. Than I do. Stu, yeah. Stu is
2: no longer endorsed by Adrian Newey's "How to Build a Formula One Car." He is <laughs> yeah, now endorsed by whatever book that one was.
1: Uh, what is this? Jensen Button's biography. I don't know the name. I forgot. I uh, can't like, remember what that one's called. It's, it's got a really catchy name as well, but it's, just, it's escaped me. Anyway, anyway, Formula W series, please. Um.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. other thing to note this year is that it's also going to award super license points for the top eight in the championship this year. Yeah. Uh, the winner gets 15 points and he cascades down from there, which puts it on a par with uh it's the same point system as aussie supercars nascar cup um indy lights super formula lights and a few other things like that so it's nice so like below the kind of indycar WEC, formula two even formula three i think level but it's you know it's it's a decent number of uh super license points be awarded for it um going
2: off the continent of europe this year as well Yes, I guess. Because they only did European races with DTM last season. Yes, of course. The last season that they did, sorry, in 2019.
0: But they're doing, is it Circus the Americas and um, uh, Mexico? Manos Rodriguez.
2: So, yeah, Rodriguez even. Uh, We've already
0: kind of mentioned a couple of them, but a few drivers to keep an eye on when it does come around. Obviously, we mentioned Jamie Chadwick. She's the defending championship, um, defending champion. Uh, she's also a development driver at Williams. Um, she They sort of picked her up after the first or second race last year. Uh, and she also drives in Extreme E for the Veloce team. Uh, Baitske Vissa was runner-up last year. She did European Le Mans last year um, and she's in WEC this year. Um, and she did um Le Mans 24 and stuff. Uh, Jessica Hawkins who you might have seen in Baku. She's part of the Mastermind um, team now. She's a driver ambassador so she's sort of around with the aston mine team now um yeah. and abby eaton you'll probably recognize that name from the grand tour because she's their test driver yeah um, mm. and a stunt driver actually um oh no, sorry it's um it's jessica hawkins who's also a stunt driver she basically was trying to be a race driver and was really struggling for the funding and stuff so to kind of keep paying the bills but still be driving for a living. She just got into stunt driving. <laughs> that's um, and awesome. she's done like, she's done like Bond films and stuff in the past. Um, that is man, cool. But she's like managed to get back into racing. On another
2: <laughs> note, Marta Garcia, that's another one. She had a couple of podiums last time out. The last, last... Yeah. I, I keep wanting to say last year and it wasn't last year. No, it was two last, years ago, wasn't last it? Last season. <laughs> um, I think she won one of the races if I remember right. Uh, I think... She, def- she definitely had more than one podium. She may have done. Yes, she did. She, so... Definitely another one to look out for.
0: Um, but yeah, so it's going to be, it's going to be a live on channel four in the UK and they've basically got like a deal with some kind of TV thing or internet thing everywhere. So you'll be able to watch it somewhere. Um, and as Tom said, like it was just really, really good racing for the first season. So it's, it's well worth watching. Yeah. Um there's also like a behind the scenes documentary thing that Channel Four have done that's on uh like the four on demand thing uh next week or the week after. So have a look at that as well. Um, and there's a really good Formula E documentary on Channel Four as well while you while you're on there. Seeing not that there'll be much uh space to be watching other things when we've got a triple header coming up, but uh Yeah Yeah, I've got that to so look forward to. That's it. really exciting. Well, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of, I guess should we um talk french grand prix yeah yes let's talk french
1: grand prix um storylines leaning into storylines this weekend's race um there's a really obvious one and there's i always say this and i seem to be going for obvious ones lately (laughs) but um camasade is really the red bulls i think that's kind of like Red Bull had the advantage last weekend lots of long straights um lots well a massive long straight at the previous race um and a medium to long straight followed by loads and loads of tight twisties and that's kind of a similar vibe i'd say with the french grand prix it's very there's there's a few more medium to high speed but
0: like majority of it is like long old drags isn't it yeah i think i think they'll be closer at this track yeah should be closer to the track it's weird though because we had this same storyline after monaco didn't we it's like yeah. oh will mercedes be able yeah. to bounce back and the answer last time was no Is it, but they were lo- i think
1: mercedes were losing a lot more time in the tight twisty sections though and this feels a bit more medium speed so
0: i think mercedes probably will have like a bit more yeah last them. sector they might struggle a little more but mm. the rest of the track i think yeah i think it's going to be a lot closer this week i
1: think this will be closer yeah
0: um, Tom, do you
1: think it'll be closer? Yeah,
2: I'd hope so. I'd, I'd think that what Mercedes will have been and done is trying to get the finger on whatever was wasn't working for them, and and do whatever they can. I mean, I can't see major updates because it's not it's not that long since um, we were last out a circuit, but it's near enough to home, so to speak, for something to be coming. I would hope if they can if they've managed to. If they've got an idea of what's wrong and they have been working on something, so I'd I'd hope to see some kind of updates from Mercedes, even if it is just running them in free practice to to see if it makes a difference. Hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw some some like high air up in yeah splat over fans. the FP one FP two.
1: Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, uh, development. Well, obviously, they're all going to have to develop the heck out of it all season if go- either team is going to win it then they're going to have
0: to really go for it so definitely yeah. we'll see new parts yeah. for sure this it's weekend. also the first race with the new um the new rules load test regulations yeah, yeah.
1: well it's the cameras isn't it they're doing the camera yeah so so i was actually going to bring that in as my last one but i'll um <laughs> we might as well do it now so yeah the new the new load regs the new well the new Flexy wing regs, if you like, yeah, that's gonna be that could real web Red Bull in a little bit I think um I think Christian Horner last week, when he was talking about Toto wolf maybe keeping his mouth shut behind <laughs> his neck in, was doing a bit of fronting because I've seen some footage and it does look a lot like the Red Bulls doing a lot more flexing the rear wing especially oh, is yeah. doing a hell of
0: a lot more flexing, and that probably is worth a couple of attempts I that look. being said, yeah. They actually had a different wing in Baku than they had the rest of the season, um, a different mm. rear wing, which I think already wasn't flexing as much, and they still won that race. So, wow! I, wow. I'm still of the opinion that this whole thing is a storm in a teacup, and it's going to make it's going to cost lots of teams lots of money and make yeah. precisely no difference. I absolutely agree with you. I think it's a lot of
1: nonsense, but yeah. you know. They've, they've, got, they've all got their knickers in a twist about it, so let's let them, Let's watch from the sidelines and <laughs> pretty good much, laugh. Yeah.
2: I mean, that's Formula 1 for you, isn't it? And ironically, it's usually Red Bull bringing up these kind of protests Yeah, right, they're normally the first and point for once, thing, yeah. for once, they're the subject of it. So, yeah, first time in a while, they've been the subject of it. Yeah. I mean. mm-hmm.
1: um, then on to driver storylines. sort of, will Verstappen come back swimming? Swing? Ooh, I can't speak. Swimming. Swimming. Swinging. <laughs> Hopefully not swimming. Swinging. <laughs> um, yeah, he had a rough time out of it. This last race um, should have won. There's no doubt about yeah, that. Yeah, he was fully robbed. in control of the race. Absolutely robbed. Mm. Um, he obviously he's in. We don't. I I feel like on the grid, Verstappen is probably one of the more headstrong drivers. So I think he will come back and be in the mood for a for a victory.
0: Yeah, um, th- Verstappen a few years ago might still be a bit, you know, angry and complaining about it. But I feel like Verstappen these days, he'll just draw a line under that, come back and just do what he does best this week. Yeah, he
2: he knows that this is like his best shot so far in his career at actually getting a title. And I don't think he'd let a DNF of the nature of last timeouts like ruin that and get in his head. Like he knows he's got that potential. Like, yes, he's going to be disappointed because he's not been able to maximise that potential, but I don't think he'd let it derail his progress so far this season.
1: The only thing I would say in response to it is he's not been under this kind of pressure for a world championship yet. True. And True. this is the season that he's in. He, so far this season, I mean, he's leading the championship. Yeah. So he's in with a real chance this year of, of taking a championship. He's taking his first world championship. Um, it. I think like coming into this race, he does need to be really, really focused and not let the previous races... Unfortunate events sort of get in his head and get put too much pressure on him and and distract him. Um There is going to be extra pressure on him this weekend, I think. So he's got point, to find yeah,
0: his way through that and and hopefully come out of it with the win for his. Yeah, it's new territory for him, isn't it? Like, yeah, this is old hat for Hamilton. He's been here plenty of times before, whereas this is very much new ground for Verstappen. Yeah, big time.
2: Yeah, I, I think generally though, judging on how he's been so far this season is I, I think, I think the thing is, is that he's not been thrown into this title fight like really early in his career. Had this been a few years ago when he was still very hot headed, I think that his head would have gotten the better of him and he would have thrown it away. Essentially. Mm. Now, I think as we've, we've always said like year on year, he seems to get like that a little bit more mature and that little bit more sensible in terms of some of the decisions he makes both on and off the circuit that I think that he's probably in the best frame of mind at the minute to be able to deal with things like last time out at Baku and come back stronger. Like, Mm. for for me, in in his head, he's he's probably looking at that, yes, as a DNF, but he's probably seeing the more positive side of Hamilton was also out of the points, as was Bottas, and, like, at least the person that was taking... Like, Perez was taking points away from them, essentially, and, like, keeping Mercedes out of the fight. And I think that's what... Max and Red Bull will take out of that as positives, and I think this era of Max probably would be able to do that. Yeah, maybe previous iterations of Max Verstappen <laughs> would have been fuming yeah. that his teammate won the race that he sh- should have, quote unquote, won.
1: Do Do you think Max <clears> Verstappen <throat> has reached his final evolution? Yeah, you do.
2: <laughs> yeah, Max Verstappen, him on. Yeah, I don't know what you call him. He <laughs> was Max, then he was Max Verstappen. Verstappen, Verstappen saw. Yeah, and now he's Max must
1: Bul- Max. <laughs> What's the second okay. Bulbasaur calls after Bulbasaur? Venusaur. No, Ivysaur, Ivy oh, Ivysaw, well, saw, I don't Max, mean Ivy saw. Max and
2: welcome to Pokemon chat with back yeah. of the grid. Anyway,
1: <laughs> um, next the next storyline is will Perez be in the mix for another win? And um, he looked like he got on top of the Red Bull somewhat at the last race. Um, yeah, he was hanging on to Verstappen through the entire yeah. race as much as Verstappen was seemingly controlling the race. Yeah, um, definitely is in rear gunner position now. There's no doubt about that. Can he keep it up into France?
2: I, I think you sort of nailed. Exactly where he is at the minute. With the question is the fact that I think he's he's pretty much up to speed with the Red Bull now. He's shown that, but he's not quite got the pace that Max has. Um, now, I mean, he might find that we we all know Sergio Perez is a pretty quick guy, and yep. he's also very good at looking after tyres. So his, I mean his wins will probably come from maybe better time management than Max over a season rather than outright pace. Yeah. Mm. Because that might be where the difference lies between the two of them. Mm. So, maybe not necessarily here, but I think over the season, Perez will be... It all all depends on Max for me. Mm -hmm. I think if if, if both of them finish, I think the majority of the time, Max is probably going to be ahead of Perez.
1: Yeah, I think Perez is definitely the bridesmaid in that team. There's no doubt that yeah. You know, it's a number one and number two in Red Bull. There always has been, there always will be. Um, the, I, I would like to see Perez sort of asking more questions of, of Max Verstappen. Um, mm, and I'd like yeah. to see him sort of disrupt that flow a little bit. I would love to see a Sergio Perez world championship. I think that's, I, I think
0: that could be, it's an outside, but I've said it before. It's an outside possibility this season. Well, at the very least right now, he's done what the last few Red Bull drive, second drivers have not been able to do, which is be Absolutely. in the position to, if something goes wrong for Max, be there to pick up the pieces, which is what he did in Baku. And I'm fairly confident he's going to have the speed to keep being in that position. Um, but yeah, I, I don't doubt that he's going to he's going to close that gap more than, it, than he has so far, or whether he'll close it enough to actually be... Um, you know, challenging him for wins is a different question, but time will tell, I suppose.
2: Yeah, I mean, without checking, I would hazard a guess that the majority of seasons Sergio Perez has raced, he's beaten his teammate by the end of the season. So this will be one of the few times in his career that he's in a position where that's like a, probably a challenge. Yeah. And that, that record kind of comes under threat.
0: The only one that springs to mind was probably be his season at McLaren. Um, yeah. He did, yeah, he did that's, that's like the now. first one... But other there than that, for me, my, my gut like, feeling would be yeah that he probably has the better of his teammates more often than yeah, not. Yeah,
2: maybe a couple of close season with Hulkenberg, I think, when they were at oh, Salber together, yeah. something like that. But yeah, I think generally, like he's always able to find the difference and, and make the most of it. So I think by the end of the season, he'll definitely be challenging more. But he, at that point, you've got the difficulty of are Red Bull going to let him? If things are really close, like yeah. say at the top between Max and Lewis, is Perez gonna find this th- that last little bit of form a little bit too late this season? Maybe.
0: Yeah.
2: I, mean, I don't know.
1: I think at the rate he's moving forward, I think he true. he could be in the mix in the next couple of races. I yeah. mean, he's, he's,
2: he's yeah, he's easily the fastest adapted of all the drivers that have moved so, so far this say. season. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. I agree definitely, with that. But then also, he's gone into a a. a substantially better car than most of the drivers that have moved true. as well true but the last few true. Red Bull drivers haven't been able to
0: do that yeah that's true
1: um, maybe it's just more akin to Verstappen's driving
0: style so the car suits him a lot better than yeah previous yeah. Previous, yeah possibly uh, drivers. the thing is like Red Bull know if they're going to win this championship they're going to need every single point they can for Verstappen so yeah. Perez knows he's there as a support driver this year he all he needs to do this year is prove he's worth a new contract yeah. And then yeah. maybe next year or the year after, he can put himself in a position to actually change for a title. But as long as he's playing that support role as best he can, then I think he's in a great place.
2: Yeah, he's basically doing what Bottas is not doing for Mercedes at the minute. Pretty sadly. much, yes. He's
0: the
1: anti-Bottas. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, the next one then. Um, can Esteban Ocon slash Alpine shine at their home race after mixed race? at their home race after mixed results in Baku, obviously Alonso finished, was it sixth in Baku? Uh, yeah. Um, it would be nice to see Ocon sort of turn some of his pace from Baku qualifying in practice into mm. a decent run in, at his home race. And I think Alpine have sort of slowly been coming into the mix of these yeah. last few races and getting a bit better and better. And Alonso's result. To be fair, it was a mighty restart from Alonso that got him into that position. Yes. But still, um, you got to be in it to win it, and they there were enough laps for him to lose positions as well, and he managed to get, keep them. So, I think this Alpine could be a bit of a kind of outside chance for a decent result this this weekend. Um, yeah. What
0: do you guys think? It feels like. They are like creeping forward. Like right now, you've got sort of Ferrari McLaren are kind of the, the next tier down, and they've got quite a gap to the rest. But like Alpha Terry, Astamar, and Alpine, it feels like all three of them are gradually closing that gap. So, mm. but yeah, they're, they're definitely getting better. The um, they're unlocking the secrets of the beluga, <laughs> it's finally yeah, starting to yeah, work yeah. The for b- them.
1: The beluga's finally starting to come into its own for sure. <laughs> and hopefully, it's not port diving over the bumps in uh, in off the track at France there's some pretty well, yeah. hefty, uh, hefty sleeping policemen around out there at France but yeah, um, interesting it's just a, I guess there's not much to say about it really but like, it, it,
0: they have been moving forward so yeah I'm not interested jumps. to see let's say like Ocon had so much good pace last race and he just yeah. got we never got to see what he could do with it so I hope he can show it a bit more at this race
1: yeah
2: yeah I think that
0: you Clearly, love
1: Alonso, I, Tom, so you must have something.
0: I mean, I do like
2: I do like Alonso a lot, but I think that at the minute, Ocon's showing that regularity in the seat and within the team is taking precedence at the minute, isn't it? Yeah. Like, generally speaking. Mm-hmm. So, you, you I, do I mean, wonder. it kind of goes, it, go, it goes to why we thought Ocon was having a bit of an off-season when he first came back, is that time away never helps anyone. And mm. I feel like Ocon's kind of used last season to to kind of get back into the groove of things and and now he's showing some of that pace that we saw when he was at Force India as it was at the time Um, um yeah. and, and we're sort of seeing that old Ocon that's got a lot of potential back I think
1: You do wonder where Ocon would have finished at the last race I think given yeah, that definitely. Alonso managed a sixth place from yeah. you know from where he started I think the it was a real shame I was really good to see Ocon go out of that race as early as he did I think there was pace in that car yeah. and yeah. he just, unfortunately through, through mechanical failure, just didn't get to really show what he could do at a, at a race where he had a real opportunity. So yeah, yeah. exciting to see what they can do. If they can get the reliability into the car and um, get the setup, then a Al- Alonso will be, I think it's the kind of track where Alonso would probably do quite well as well to me. Yeah. He needs a good
0: result. I mean, last, last week was a good result, but like... Most of those positions he just gained on like the last two laps. Um, yeah, but his pace wasn't quite there, but he does need to be a bit close to Ocon because, um, again, we expected Ocon to have the legs on him this year. Yeah, and we're we're finally back at a proper racetrack. So,
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: I think proper racetrack things are going to change. Things are going to be different. It's a it's a legitimate actual racetrack now. So, <clears throat> I
2: mean, is it? <laughs> well, I think no, it is. It is. It is. Come on. I is, mean, is. In, no. I, the the point is, it's a purpose built racetrack. Rather than a street circuit, like a temporary circuit. It's it's many
0: racetracks, in fact. (laughs) Yeah,
2: (laughs) it's very, very many racetracks.
1: Why be one racetrack when you can be many?
0: Is there something daft like a thousand different configurations of that place?
2: I don't even know anymore. I don't even know anymore.
0: (laughs) Tom's so exasperated. We've not even done the... Wait
1: until we do a review, mate. (laughs) I mean... Tom already hates the French Grand Prix.
2: He he just... uh, Surely I'm not alone. I'm not the only person that already hates a French
3: teammate. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm well, well, well happy to be proven wrong. That's the thing. At least
0: wrong. we're going in with extremely low expectations. So anything yeah. more than that is going to make up for it. I think it's <laughs> going to be a good race. I think the, the last few races, the, the
1: races this season, the Spanish Grand Prix was good this season. So if the Spanish Grand Prix was good, that's true. Yeah, the French Grand Prix should be should be good. At least at least good. Yeah. As, <laughs> right. as long
2: as all the stripes don't hypnotize me like they really do most <laughs> years, then that's fine. Yeah.
1: It is difficult. I do find like from the helicopter camera you never quite mm. know where the corners no. are <laughs> from our track. But yeah. It's not my job to know where the corners are. It's my job to watch them and have a fun <laughs> talking. About them. Um should we do some predictions? Yes, <laughs>
2: let's do that. Um, and wanna... I'll right, gentlemen. Um I mean, because you said you don't want to, Chris, oh, you know, that means that uh, you're going to have to go first, yeah. right? I you, knew you said that. You shouldn't have said anything. But I, I'll give you a minute by explaining what we're talking about. So this is our predictions league where we try and predict the fastest in Q3, the winner of the race, the first person to DNF, number of finishes, and the position of a random driver, which we'll draw in a moment. Um, if you like the sound of that and you want to get involved, just head to backofthegrid.com and you can register on there. All the details are there. As always, we make our predictions way in advance because it's Monday
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and no one's even at Paul Ricard yet and we're going <laughs> to predict what's going to happen. So, back tr- to Chris. The transceivers
1: <laughs> aren't even set up around the track yet. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but yeah, it's back to Chris. He's going first on fastest in Q3.
1: Um, I'm just quickly checking a
2: couple of things... Are you checking who was fastest at the previous
1: race there in two thousand and nineteen? That was Lewis Hamilton.
2: Hamilton. Um, and Valtteri Bottas was behind him.
0: I am going to say Lewis Hamilton. Ooh, he was also on pole in Spain and Portugal, which I feel like are the most similar tracks this season we've had thus far. So. That's where where my logic's coming from. No, 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 no. No, 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 Well, I mean,
2: this sounds like Stu has something very different to say, so I'm going to go to Stu
1: next. It's Max Verstappen, Paul. It's
2: Max Verstappen. Maximum Verstappen. Maximum Verstappen. Maximum of the Verstappen. That's what Max is short
0: for. Maximum.
2: It's true. I'm now torn because you've both basically just said what I was trying to decide between so I don't know who to side with. Stu's hiring the predictions league, so I'm signing with Stu for Staffin.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Stu. Ooh <laughs> That is Ooh. pure that is purely That's a just, deep burn. That's I, was, I hope you do you want some sun cream for that burn, Chris?
2: No, no it's alright. When when he pulls it off he can have one of those like little wily smirks like last time. <laughs> oh God,
0: don't I was no I was actually almost tempted to go for a Charles Leclerc hat trick. But then <laughs> it's hard to cause a red flag on this track, so. <laughs> yes, That's true, true. Yeah. That is
2: true. That is true. In terms of winner, I'll go first, and I think it probably will be Max, as Red Bull and Max have a point to prove. Uh, so starting from <laughs> Paul, as I predict them, I'm going with him for a win. Stu, what
1: about you? Um, For the win? Yeah. It's hard. To, I think... It's hard to see past. I think Verstappen, I think the Red Bull's going to be quicker. Just. So I think it's going to be a fight, but I think Verstappen should come out on top.
2: Okay. Okay. Chris?
0: I'm going to go for Lewis Hamilton, who also has a point to prove. <laughs> double ham. I mean, double who doesn't ham? have a point to prove? <laughs> yeah. They've all got points to prove. <laughs> yeah. What a, st- <laughs> what a stupid remark. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: okay, first DNF. Uh, Stu, you can go first on this one.
1: Um, I keep wanting to say Mazapan, but he's actually so
0: far away from all the other cars all the time that it's just... He's not interacting with any has of the cars. Have sort of got the thing that Williams had the last few years. It's like yeah. they're going to be slowest, but they do tend to both finish.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. unless it happens into turn one, it's Basically, not him. Yeah.
1: Yeah. they just in they don't interact with other cars enough in order to he doesn't even dribbles. interact with his own teammates. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's he, <laughs> when he he do, does, when, he, when he does he's being week. lapped. Yeah. If, yeah. Or or, or yeah. just trying to kill him. Yeah. Um so it's going to be it's it's your Latifis, it's your Ocons, it's your Ocons gonna be under pressure. And I'm not I'm not gonna do him like this. I'm not gonna do him like <laughs> I'm that. I'm not gonna do him dirty. Um your Giva Nazis, it's your Ricardo's.
2: I always love asking Stu for his first because he just mentions everyone on the grid before <laughs> making it. So it doesn't matter which category it is. Yeah.
1: Well, I, <laughs> or if I it's mean, number of finishes.
2: I'm buying myself time. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought it's about beautiful.
1: before we started recording. Every, yet, so.
2: every, every time you're first, you're always buying yourself time. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah. Um. I'm, I'm going to go Raikkonen. I okay. think Raikkonen is due, due, due a... Yeah.
2: Midfield-ish.
1: Yeah, you know, it's that kind of like in the in the middle of the mix kind of cat first turn one carnage. It was a bit yeah. a bit of chaos twenty eighteen there, turn one and two. Yeah. Um it, it, even though there's all that space and all that runoff, there's loads of potential for collision somehow <laughs> still. <laughs> so yeah, that's Riking 'em for me.
2: I'm thinking more I don't know how many of these we'll see as like collision retirements because of like something Chris has already pointed out with the that just the whole track is run off. Uh, so it's very easy to like back out of something and get out of it and not lose much ground. So I think that you sort of see a lot less uh, that for that respect. So I'm going to like go along the lines more mechanical and maybe go like poor Renault at their home race, mechanical failure and say Alonso. I'm not going to be harsh enough to say on <laughs> I'm going to say Alonso. And Chris, um, weirdly in the dark that's already green is yeah, like the, yeah,
0: the the telling me it's gonna happen. Um, I'm gonna say nobody. Oh, wow. another one! A, oh my god, that's a
2: good shout. though. I was just
0: looking back over this season, like Monaco, there were no retirements other than the who didn't start the race. Yeah. Like Spain, I don't think there are any. Portugal has maybe one yeah oh, I forgot that was an option. Big twenty finishers. <laughs> put it put it down twenty finishers.
2: <gasps> okay, so we're just moving to the other category yeah, I'm number out. of finishes I'm, I'm leaning into it 20th, oh 20 finishers. um i am I'm banking on like at least one or two mechanical things, gearboxes, whatever it might be, so I'm just gonna go around eighteen.
1: It's not that tough on cars, is mm-hmm. it um for the, for the sake of
0: difference, I'm going to go ni- <laughs> 19, 19 finishes. Yeah.
2: I mean, I feel like you might be more right than
0: me. I but think we'll I've, one of us are getting that point for sure. I don't think it's going to be less yeah. than 18. Oh, wow, 80 We've gone 18, 19, yeah. 20 as well. Okay. Yeah. That seems like okay. where the smart money is. Mm.
2: So that brings us to Random Driver. Chris, would you like to tell us who that is this week? <laughs>
0: Sergio <laughs> Perez.
2: Oh, that is difficult.
0: That is Third. very difficult.
2: Third. I mean, oh, yeah. It's hard to look past him logic, being on the podium, isn't it? isn't it? It's hard to look past him being on the podium. I, so. I think
1: like, on a normal weekend, it's it's Hamilton or Verstappen wins the race, followed by
0: Perez, given form at the moment. Yeah, mm. that's 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 where your head's got to go, surely. Third was the first thing that came to my mind as well.
2: Oh, the question now for me is do I do something to be different for the sake of points <laughs> or go with where my gut originally wanted me there's to be. there's plenty of
1: points left on the table Tom so you do, what, you do whatever I'm, you think I'm going to be
2: a little bit different and I'm going to have like somebody a bit of a surprise on the podium this weekend and say that Perez will be fourth and there'll be a surprise Ooh, who, right who on the you, podium
0: who's he going to be? I'm,
2: I'm Le, thinking maybe Le, a Lando Le or Leclerc hmm yeah, Norris like, could be in the mix. Uh, yeah, Lando Norris or Charles Leclerc, someone, like, someone who's been in form with one yeah. of the like chasing teams, basically. Science. Whether it's like a bit of a pit stop mistake for Perez at Red Bull or just some slow pace, whatever mm. it might be, just science might
0: like a bit bad shout. Science is due a decent result uh, actually.
2: Mm. So. Yeah, right. That is our predictions. As I said before, if you want to join us, just head to backgrid.com. It's never too late to join in. You can register at any time to get involved and it's worth doing because there's a prize for anyone who gets five out of five in a race weekend as well as a prize at the end of the season for the person with the top overall score. So get joined in as soon as possible. Uh, and with that, gentlemen, I suppose we should move on to... It is, uh,
0: keep it saying now. Stay, stay out. Hey, man. <laughs> now we can see each other you can just see all the weird dances we do when the jingles are funny yeah. um i'll go first uh noran hamari he actually wrote this in a few weeks ago and i promised we'd save it until we properly tour w series um so a bit of a long one it's some interesting stuff uh he says as i understand it w series drivers earn points towards a super license with the winner earning 50 points which is correct uh which means it's a w series champion 130 three years in a row, they would qualify or at least two championships in the third place. Uh, beside the Series, there's obviously F2 and F3, but I was surprised to learn how many different championships qualify for super license points. I was also surprised to learn that free practice sessions earn driver's super license points as well. So in a way, that's reason enough for or test and reserve drivers to take that role, even if you take time away from competition elsewhere. <clears throat> you are correct in all of those things. Uh, I think they get something like 10 super license points if they do 100 kilometers in FP1 sessions, I think, or something along those lines. Yes. Something like that. Uh, He carries on. Uh, Tatiana Calderon was recently a test and reserve driver for Alfa Romeo. And if I recall correctly, uh, Claire Williams uh, brought Jamie Chadwick in as test and reserve driver. But we've seen Roy Nisani driving for them in testing, not Jamie. Uh, There's also an interesting program from the FIA called Girls on Track Rising Stars in partnership with Ferrari Driver Academy. But that looks like it's focused more on junior karting and F4 so do you guys know who among women race drivers has enough super license points to compete currently or if there aren't that many perhaps a list of which ones are the closest and most apt to get a seat in the future um you are correcting kind of all the things you said there um, and there are a massive list of series that give you super license points uh the big ones are obviously um, f2 and f3 <clears throat> indycar formula e uh world endurance championships super formula um, I did have a look at what women have what super license points and the short answer is none are even close to enough for a super license um, oh. so you need 40 points for a full license or 25 points for a free practice license which then obviously allows you to take part in FP1 sessions <clears throat> which you can then use to earn more uh Jamie Chadwick has got three points because she finished fourth in F3 Asia uh, last year. Uh, Sophia Flush has got three for coming seventh in Formula Regional Europe uh, a couple of years ago. Um, she's in LMP2 this year, so she could technically get up to 20 points um if they were to win that, but it's probably likely to be less. I think they're currently eighth, which is only worth a handful of points. Um, then the only ones really who are even going to be close are her teammates, Bitesca and Tatiana Calderon, who share the car with her. So again, they could go up to 20. But other than those few, basically no one is anywhere near, um, drivers like, um, Pipperman and Simone Silvestro who race in America, none of them have got results to get anywhere close. Um, no one else in W Series, I think, has got any. Hmm. Um... Yeah. Well, way- this, well, this just feels like a session of, of.
2: I think I think part of it though is like female
1: Formula One drivers. <laughs> well, I, it- I
2: think part of it, it just highlights how difficult it is to get the points if you're not in certain categories, mm-hmm. because I bet you there's a lot of like male drivers that you would think, oh, they've done well in certain series, would they be able to do Formula One and like whether it's that the series doesn't count or doesn't carry enough points that because how many seasons is it your points last for is it three, three once yeah. you've earned them so like they, they could be well easily be men that like win their series that they compete in year after year or come very high but because of the like diminished number of points you receive in that series even if you like won it or came in the top three like every three every three years your points drop off therefore you've never actually got enough and your best bet would be to get like a, maybe a testing seat or something. Yeah. So I think it does highlight how difficult it is to get those points for women at the moment, mm-hmm. which hopefully the changing W Series offering the points yeah. will help to change that. And, and we'll think, start seeing more women on that list.
0: I think this whole practice license thing we added recently will help a lot as well because... Yeah. I would like to think if Jamie Chadwick can get up to twenty five in the next couple of years, she'll get given a an FP one or two, um, yeah, which obviously okay. help things. I think that's the most obvious route in at the moment. Um, but yeah, the whole super license point system is a bit all over the place. Like, because the, the other side of it is, there's a lot of drivers who have never lost their super license because they've been out. For like, uh, you know, a driver like Jensen Button, I'm pretty sure he will have lost his by now. Um, a lot of Formula E guys like Sebastian Buemi, he hasn't got a super license anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Martin Mercedes- Brundle.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Like Mercedes used to use um, Esteban Gutierrez as one of their reserve drivers. He's lost his in the last couple of years as well. Like, yeah. I was going to say Mark Blundell was my other one.
1: <laughs> yeah. He Your recently teammate. joined touring cars and. Like yeah, he did. He went back to because he was yeah. like just really, really not up to. <laughs> <standard>. <laughs> it, it was it was last season, I
2: think he went back, wasn't it? Yeah. And was, he yeah. just wasn't up to par. Yeah. My, my Sorry, favorite... I'm
1: distracting from the, the the issue here.
2: Yeah, but one of my favorite you highlight one of my favorite moments in Formula One, which is the the season where Mark Blundell and Mark Brundle were teammates at uh, leisure
0: and he to meet
2: Mark Brundle. But yeah, you know what I mean. See, I can't <laughs> even do it now. Imagine poor Murray Walker at the time. <laughs>
0: Brundle and Brundelle. Yeah, I just enjoyed it anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Um But yeah, I can't think of any other female drivers that would even be in the mix, really.
1: No. I think yeah. like the, the there's definitely there is a desire, I think, in Formula One to have female drivers. I don't hmm. think that's like I don't think there's really necessarily sort of there's no agenda against like you know women being in formula one i actually think it's the contrary i think there'd be such an amazing bit of it, this is dark but like an amazing bit of marketing for formula well, this one. has to always have, been the like, argument the first female f1 driver yeah. would be like yeah. oh, such hot property like you know that person would be whoever that ends up being is going to be a superstar just because they're the first woman formula one driver well first um, in a number of years well the first you know to compete properly over a season i think would they they would probably they'd be all over the tv all the time they'd Mm. be interviewed a lot they'd be especially if it was like i feel like in this country like british drivers definitely get a lot more focus than the other drivers on our coverage because obviously the people in britain are watching it because they want a lot of people in britain want to see british drivers do well which is quite normal i think yeah this is fairly average attitude if you're uh, of a particular nation you want your nation's drivers to do okay Mm -hmm. um and the fact that we've got a lot of like quite talented female race drivers in this country at the moment is good from that perspective because like they're going to be really they're going to be useful on a marketing perspective because i mean they'd never be off the screen on sky sports would they exactly yeah, (laughs) yeah yeah
0: so there's an appetite for it inside and, Formula 1. There's no reason right, why it I shouldn't think, happen. I think that fact just goes to prove that it's the system below that that's kind yeah. of failing on that side because it's just yeah. it's so difficult. Um, and, you know, W Series was it was pretty controversial when it first started. A lot of people were like, no, you're just segregating it and like making it even more difficult. But it's been like that for however many years, and it's clearly not worked. So, yeah. you know, off, off the back of the first season of... Um, w series uh jamie chadwick got a role within williams so you know, that's only one driver but that's the system working um yeah as i mentioned like by skivissa she her like um name was banded around a lot more and she basically got the lmp2 drive off the back of um being known more for being w series so mm. th- there's definitely been some successes in it so far yeah uh,
1: do you think there'll be like do you think it'd be a good idea to have like a female formula e sort of season. Well, there have been a, long... a couple of female drivers in Formula E.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: hmm. That's interesting, because I, I didn't know that.
0: I yeah, did, first... I genuinely did not know that. Um, Simone de Silvestro did, I think, the first two seasons. I think she drove for Yano Trulli's team, because um, in the first season or two, Yano Trulli had his own team, and I think she drove for them. Um, hmm. And there's been, a few, there's been a few Formula E tests where... Um, There was, there was, I feel, I might be wrong, but I feel like there was something like in, in one or two Formula E tests, you could go and have like a non-race test driver to spend some time. But if that driver was female, you got like some extra testing miles or something like that to try and encourage it a little bit, I think. Here's here's an idea. Wouldn't it be great if Formula One did an all-female
1: Formula One test? Yeah, like they do with the young driver tests. Yeah. What? Yeah. If, what if they did an all at the end of the season? What if they did based um, on W series? What if they did an all female? That,
2: that's a point. Do you, do you have to have super license points for the young drivers test?
1: I would imagine not,
2: because because there aren't enough. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. Like, and the whole point is is in terms of nurturing like young talent through,
1: isn't it? Yeah,
0: that might yeah. come under like the free practice license, possibly. Yeah. But I
1: think they could, you know, given if it, if it was an all female Formula One test, I don't think you necessarily need to take this, the super license points, sort of shenanigans into into account necessarily. No, I think I'm pretty you, sure the young driver tests don't. So, because uh, if you know, if the teams are happy to run the cars with, um, with people who are less experienced, then you know why not have a, why not have an all yeah. female Formula One test today? Yeah. and and let the let the Formula. Let the W. God, I keep wanting to call it Formula W. <laughs> um, let the W series
0: drivers show what they can do in a Formula One car. Mm-hmm.
1: Why not? And I mean, yeah.
0: Extreme E obviously, is um, every team has to be one man, one woman, one male, one and female. Yeah, I think that has proven that, like in that series at least, it doesn't make a difference. Like, there's obviously like a lot of a lot of the teams there have their male driver is someone super experienced in off-road driving so there's obviously going to be a bit more of a gap there but across the whole grid like the differences in pace are negligible in either yeah. direction yeah yeah um yeah like all, all this stuff is definitely going in the right direction and and the way w series is being run the way they're doing things is definitely helping things um yeah. i mean the super license should be by definition extremely hard to get yeah, of course. Of but course. it's it's good that you can, looking at it, you can see a path for these drivers to get there. Yeah.
1: Well, there you have it, everyone. You saw it here first. All-female <laughs> driver test in Formula <laughs> One in the next few years. Yeah. I'll put it in the suggestion box at work. <laughs> um,
0: to kind of answer Thanks. the main part of that question, I do think Jamie Chadwick's probably the most likely currently to move forward. Um, yeah, yeah. Sophia Flush did Formula Three last year, didn't she? And she didn't really achieve all that much. So I think she has maybe missed her chance. I mean, she was in a pretty naff team, which didn't help, but her chances maybe passed. Same with yeah. Tatiana Calderon. She she did F two yeah. and didn't
2: really I mean, do all that much. She was she was good the season that she was at Macau though, when she had, had that like it was a horrific crash, but like she was she was very competitive Oh yeah, year, she's, Macau she's in, definitely in, in a quick this, driver and stuff. So I mean she's still
1: recovering as well from that. Yeah, that. Like, so there's definitely I don't there's- think he's the
2: last you'll see of her in single seaters, even though she's moving to um to other stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: So
2: yeah.
1: Okay. Have we, have we covered that one? I think we have, yeah. <laughs> it, it was
0: a long question, but it was a good one. Like I say, we've yeah. had that one waiting in the wings for a while, so this felt like the time to, uh, <laughs> yeah, to dust true. that question off. Definitely a good time to bring that well, one
2: out. Well, guess what? I've got another W Series <laughs> well on the question <laughs> from Wesley. Uh, Wesley's saying, if W Series really takes off, how long do you think it'll be before we see a driver in F1 who is not male? Um, I was hopeful Tatiana Calderon would do better in her F2 days, but it just didn't happen. That's a
1: really good question. I,
0: sadly, I still think we're a long way away from it. I reckon we'll see, like, a FP1 appear appearance or two within the next two or three years. Yeah. Um, in terms of a full-time driver... Yeah, fully-fledged. Sadly, I'll kind of agree with you. I do think we're yeah. quite a few years off still. Despite everything we've just said, I, th- I, I think... We're going to need to start getting drivers graduating from W Series to F3 and F2 and making some success there before there's a real chance of it happening. I think,
1: but Um, hopefully we're completely wrong. Hopefully, you know, I'd I'd love to be wrong. (laughs) Yeah, I I would love more than anything to be wrong. I think it's it's for so long we've been waiting for a proper in the modern Formula One era, waiting for a proper female F1 driver. Um, There's no reason why it can't happen. There just has to be someone good enough to take up the spot. I think.
0: Yeah, and we're
1: definitely on the path to get there sooner or later. I wouldn't want to hazard a a guess as to when it's going (laughs) to be, though. No. I mean, there's
2: a lot of factors involved in that, isn't there? Yeah. yeah, Yeah. But yeah, everything's in place for it to come hopefully sooner rather than later.
1: What I would really love is for a female Formula 1 driver to show up and do a Hamilton and just be, or or a Verstappen, and just be on point like from the first race they do. Yeah, and be like right up there competing and getting podiums and winning really races. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> that how would be sick good. would that be? That's, that that awesome. will happen eventually. Just in in an infinite timeline, that has got to happen at yes. some point. Yeah, so sooner or later. Um, Kevin Cosgrave says, um, <laughs> um, "What is your guy's least favorite track, and why is it Paul Ricard?" <laughs> 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 um. I don't why know, is your why is your favorite least favorite track? Paul Ricard, Tom. Uh, the
2: lines, <laughs>
0: the, the hypnotic lines. lines. I don't know what what would you prefer to watch a race at, um, Paul Ricard or Sochi?
2: Anywhere, just anywhere. I don't even care. You, you yeah.
0: actually really don't like it.
2: I just I've never liked it. I, I never liked it when we used to go there in the past. To be honest,
0: I definitely prefer it to Sochi.
2: Like, I mean, I'd rather go back to Monaco or something than Paul Ricard. If we were going if we were doing a French Grand Prix or um something at Le Mans or something. Do you know what I mean? Like I just feel like there's better options yeah. for a French Grand Prix than Paul Ricard, which is a glorified test track.
0: I and mean, is just you can't overtake at I don't think, but yeah, I mm. think I have I like Manicor, man, but I don't think modern F1 cars would have a great time. Yeah,
2: man. I think I, I suppose Manicor as an example is a bad one because you probably get the same sort of thing as we get at um Imola. Where the modern cars are just too big for it now. Yeah. They, I think, they've outgrown I think it. So. so I suppose yeah, that's a bad example. But I I just think that I don't know. I, I also build something new.
0: <laughs> I also think of the thousand configurations I could pick at that track that I've not picked the best one either.
2: Yeah, true.
1: They definitely need to start ditching some chicanes. They might do it. They might they might just randomly change well, the track layout like they did at Azerbaijan a couple of weeks ago. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> They just turn up one <laughs> I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. they just all turned up and one of the corners was just different. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh,
1: cool, thanks. It's fair enough. for a, for a <laughs> bit of a spanner in the works for them.
0: Uh, that <laughs> leads us actually on to Lou Kalella, who says, could you talk about some of the changes that have been made to Port Ricard and whether or not it will help the racing? Because they were talking about massively changing a lot of the corners in the first sector, and that's been put on hold now. What they have done is basically they've resurfaced like two-thirds of the track and in yeah. the process changed the camber on a lot of the corners. Huh. Yeah. Positive um, camber. So they've said the biggest change is is it turn five? Turn four or five? It's the... It's the um,
2: turn seven, I think, was another one. I yeah, so it's, it's the corner at
0: the end of the first sector before you get onto the first part of the straight. That they've, they've had to reprofile that for drainage reasons, but as a result, it's got a kind of a hump in the middle of the corner on the racing line, so that's going to make it a trickier corner leading onto the straight, which might spice things up a bit going down that straight, and then the exit of the chicane halfway down the straight. I think they've improved the camber there, so they'll be able to carry more speed out of it heading yeah. towards the fast right. hand.
2: Yeah, I think that's the same sort of thing. What they've done with seven, it's reprofiling it so that you can kind of propel out of it a little bit more down that straight yeah. towards eight and nine. Um, I, I think I, I think I said that. I think I remember them saying. One of the only corners they weren't doing anything at all to was turn ten, which is the big one at the end of the yeah. straight. That was the only one that they said, like, we're definitely leaving this one alone. I know obviously plans have changed for other bits, yeah, but. We don't
0: want to mess too much with a flat out corner at the end of a massive straight. Yeah, so
2: that's that's <laughs> the one that they have left alone. Um so yeah, it'd be be interesting to see how that plays out. We'll probably get start to get a feel for it in practice, I guess, won't we? yeah on friday um
1: yeah. i i feel like i need to change my predictions now <laughs> no you know they've re- re- resurfaced it yeah i actually feel like it's more of a mercedes nah, sorry now. you had your chance Too especially late. now they've recamped everything but it's oh. in
2: now it's in
1: ah well it's in never mind <laughs> deja <it>. vu <laughs> i mean <laughs> i always yeah. want to change of like 10 minutes after i've made them but anyway
2: yeah uh so,
1: chris next one
2: no it's me i think I oh last it one. is you last one yeah, it's sorry me for last one Best best name in, uh, in a little while, Corey Zilla, the zombie killer, <laughs> says, how far into the season do you think the battle for the championship is going to last? Uh, if Perez, Perez stays just behind Verstappen and Bottas continues being, well, Bottas, mm-hmm. do you think there might be a two-way drivers and constructors fight if the Mercs continue to have off or slower than normal performances?
1: I think oh. it's going all the way. I think we're going all to be, the way to yeah, Abu Dhabi. I think baby. We're going to go, I'm gonna say it right now. Yeah, all the way to Abu Dhabi. Why not?
0: I I I, I want it to, and I genuinely think it, it it will. All the way to a nice anticlimactic ending, Abu Dhabi. <laughs>
1: yeah, we were
0: talking actually um, a few days ago on the Discord about um, how good like 2012 was and some of the previous seasons, and how Brazil was still the final race back then. It was just such a just Brazil, just always. I, I guess it's like, the, I guess it's the era we all grew up watching F one. But Brazil, to me, will always be like the quintessential season close a championship yeah. decider. And I wish I c- it was still I the
2: case. Kind of remember Adelaide being at the end of the season as a young. That was just before my time. That and was. then then, like they, then they swapped it to the other, they swapped it to the other end of the circuit. Yeah. I think it was. I think it was the change from Adelaide to Melbourne that made them go from the back end of the calendar to the front end Yeah, I think I think that was. was when it when it changed. But um ironically, Melbourne is at the end of the calendar this year provisionally now, isn't it? Like obviously these things can change in the, the end, world yeah. we live in. But we've got Sao Paulo and then there's three races after that now. It just feels weird to have so many races yet to come providing they yeah. all go ahead after Brazil.
3: Yeah.
2: Uh, well
1: this is a... the other factor, isn't it? Like
0: yeah.
1: are we going to get all the races that we're expecting. Mm. I don't think we will. I think myself. we'll
0: lose another one or two.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think the the, the mm. further we get into the season as these races sort of drop off, the more and more difficult they're going to be to replace. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's possible that we could end up with a few more double headers. I think if, if they're the, the only real way they're going to be able to do it is to do double headers at particular tracks. Yeah. And then that opens up a whole other kind of worms of. Um, you know whether or not the, the, do you know broke what, the next weekend so
2: do you know what i've just realized well we were talking about this a little bit last week i think where um they're we talking about like what races might replace turkey dropping off the calendar again no was it turkey dropping? no sorry singapore dropping off the calendar and the fact that turkey was in the mix one of the suggestions was texas were saying that they'd be willing to hold a race the weekend before the current usgp that would mean i've just looked at the calendar that would mean you'd have Zazuka on the 10th of october then to texas for the first of their races on the 17th the weekend after then the 24th of october the 24th of october would then be texas again then the 31st of october would be mexico and then the 7th of november would be sao paulo that would mean like a five race back-to-back yeah no run. that that ain't it no nah. the jet Miguel, that, i'm just, Mige- I'm just
1: M- Migello hasn't been mentioned <laughs> uh, <Paul says. laughs> i'm just i'm just
2: <laughs> seeing how now that as much as that seemed like a logical option at first a five race run like that is crazy yeah that that's,
0: be that'd be in
1: decrease. formula one
2: in formula one standards it is anyway yeah
1: that's you at that point you're on sort of double race team you're on basically two race teams for one yeah, you have two. to
2: not you i mean formula 1's the most sort of packed calendar and and like i mean you look at other series and you sometimes waiting over a month for a race in other series depending on what they are yeah. so like a fortnight between races is sometimes a long time in even in like sorry no a fortnight in between races is sometimes a short amount of time Except in Formula One, yeah. Did you see what I mean? Like when you look at other series, like when they're waiting over a month for another race, and Formula One's done two, maybe even three in that time. It just shows how much like sheer
1: effort goes into. Yeah, it really does. Just moving well, the circuit how, how around. Pa- how packed the calendar is—that's <laughs> what it shows yeah. you. Like it's, it's, it's crazy; well, we, they, that, they do yeah. so many races. Yeah, and it is—it's a, a huge, monumental effort, especially in current circumstances, to get all of the. Uh, equipment,
0: personnel around the world to all the different places, so... Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're approaching um, half the weekends of the year have races at this point, which is... Yes. Yeah. I would say too many. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I think if I wasn't if I was
1: working there, I'd, I'd be cool with it. I'd be like, wicked, nice one. Let's have a race every weekend. <laughs> but I think the fact that I'm... Like, when I see it from the inside and how knackered people are and how temperamental yeah. people can yeah. get when they're doing <laughs> triple-double headers, then... I just think that it's very difficult to, for, for the workforce to actually commit to that.
0: Yeah, especially yeah, the people it... who've got to fly around the world between everyone as well. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yes. We're so not even like,
1: going around the world. Like The guys, the other guys, that... that oh, yeah. Uh,
0: I think that about wraps us up this week, doesn't it? I think so. Uh, yes. As always, if you want to get in touch with us, just look up Back of the Grid on Twitter and Facebook and all those things, and you can contact us there. You can also go to backofthegrid.com where you can fill in a contact us form, and you can also uh, join in the Predictions League for free there. Um, As Tom mentioned earlier, there's a prize every week for anyone who gets five out of five. So even if you never played before, it's always worth joining in, and you'll probably do better than us um thanks everyone for listening big thanks as always to our uh, patrons including our team principals who are wesley paul Narayan hamari mark mcneil dustin jantos and alexia jarvis uh, if you join us at patreon.com forward slash back of the grid you will get access to the discord where you can chat with us all through well I don't say through race weekends but through anything that's going on basically and um, we'll, we'll tell you we'll, we'll tell you all of our secrets <laughs> yeah. we're nattering football most. even of the if today. you don't want to know them <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this, this weekend, you've got F1, F3. Formula E is back in Mexico. There's IndyCar at Road America. Um, I think there's MotoGP. Oh, it's, there's, it's, it's one of one those weekends. It's one of those weekends. weekends. Yeah. Oh. oh. Formula Could E be be a lot should be talk front, about next week. Um, It's this Formula E in Mexico, but they're at a different track this time. Um, is it the Circuit de Poyos Hermanos? It's. No, it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <mostly Manos. laughs>
2: little little bit i mean that's a little bit of a that took me a what second is, what is it um breaking bad reference yeah,
1: it's more than a little bit
2: of a breaking bad reference <laughs> <laughs> just i'm just clarifying for i always want to call own. it that
1: i always want, like whenever i see the name that it's, it's, the actual name is like hermanos <laughs> rodriguez <laughs> and every time i see it always makes me think of breaking
0: bad they're um they're at uh, Puebla this year, which is, um, it's basically like an oval with an infield. So they're using like part of the oval, which is slightly banked, But they're also, for the attack mode, they're actually like using a slightly separate bit of track, like a joker lap kind of thing for attack mode as well, which is kind of cool. So that should Ooh. be a good one to watch. And IndyCar has been brilliant this season as well. I <clears throat> mean, yeah. sat and watched IndyCar yesterday, was that? Yeah, in between um, a dog walk, kind of in between a dog walk <laughs> and
1: some football. It, yeah, it was like a Milo sandwich, <laughs> and, and the bread was IndyCar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: it's lots to lots to natter about this weekend, um, but I think that'll do us, won't it? So yeah, it will. we'll join in a week's time to pick apart whatever happens at the French Grand Prix.
1: And of course, preview the Austrian
0: Grand Prix. Oh, yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be lots of those, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> lots of those. The concern in Chris's voice then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so join us again in a week's time. But until then, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.